the Convention Collective Sandbox at WonderCon Anaheim 2019. Hi, this is Dan. I'm here at WonderCon 2019 with Joshua Dysart, comic book writer who's written a lot of stuff over his long career, including what he's doing right now, which is The Life and Death of Toyo Harada from Valiant, with the first issue just came out recently. So tell us a bit about the book and how you came to be involved with it. Yeah, so Life and Death of Toyo Harada is sort of the culmination of all the work I've done at Valiant. I was the second writer to be hired by Valiant Entertainment when it relaunched in 2010, 2011. And, um, and I started, at that time, the Harbinger series, uh, and that eventually became part of a larger narrative that I've been working on all these years called, that I call the Psyot Cycle, which uh, went from Harbinger to Omegas to Imperium, and now the life and death of Toya Harada. So, um, so it, it, I want to stress it's very new, new reader friendly, but it is part of this much larger, almost novelistic take on this corner of the Valley Universe, and I'm really fortunate because I don't know a single other publisher that would have given me this much time and space and creativity to see this through. Now, being that this character was first came, came out in the early nineties when uh, Val gets yes. old, when I believe Jim Shooter originally yes, helped correct. create him. Why did you want to get involved with this character yeah, as part of the Harbinger series and now his yes. own limited series? Well, you know, I didn't, but uh, I needed the work. <laughs> and um, and when they first approached me, I thought, uh, does the world really need another shared superhero universe? <laughs> but then we started, you know, we started. Rolling up our sleeves and getting to work, and um, the that first those original creators, um, Rob Venditti, myself, Dwayne Swarzynski, uh, who am I missing? I know I'm missing some wonderful people. Fred, Ben Linton, and um, uh, Justin Jordan. We, I just loved working with all those people, and we had such a great time, and we had some create so much creative freedom. And the truth was because of the space that Marvel occupied and the space that DC occupied, it turned out that if we were gonna be relevant and be a shared superhero universe, we, we got, it was our mandate to be more radical, more interesting, more political, more relevant, because that was the only space left to okay. be filled. And so that was quite exciting for me. And I got into a place where I um, really, uh, I really enjoy creating a new company and because when you're part of a new company when it launches your rhetoric becomes part of the company's rhetoric and that means your rhetoric is becoming part of the community and the industry's rhetoric and I just think you've got a little bit more of a chance to change things when you're starting a new company. Got it. Yeah, and being that you helped basically start this new series yes. with the Harbinger series now with this with the most powerful psionic. Yes, yeah, yes. Or one or two, I should say. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it depends on who you talk to. True. If you ask me, I say, but no, that's, divinity is obviously a more powerful. <laughs> now, uh, aside from the Life and Toyota six-part series, what else are you currently working on? So I just released a book um, called Goodnight Paradise, and you can get that through a company called TKO. The first issue is free to read at tkopresents.com, and it is about... Uh, a houseless, homeless gentleman in Venice Beach who uh, who finds the body of a runaway while in a dumpster while he's looking for food to eat and then accidentally in a mental illness haze solves 
the murder. And I spent 17 years living in Venice Beach, and um, I worked a lot with the homeless population when I lived there. And it's all told from a point of view that's extremely personal to me and built from experiences that I witnessed. And so that's a bit of your heart in as well. You yeah. Know, you live there, you know a lot of the, what happened in the community and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So it explores gentrification and it explores um, how the tech boom impacts cultures and societies and it explores uh, what happens to marginalized populations when economies... Uh, seem to be robust, but so many you get left behind. Got it. Now I know you worked on a lot of, with a lot of different companies of the years, DC uh, on the Vertical Line, um, IDW, as well as you've also done it. Interviewed a few people, including Brian Lee O'Malley and I can't remember his name. The uh, Mike Mignola. Yeah, and the creator of. Um, Mouse Guard. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, which, Peterson, yeah, yeah. which just got picked up for a movie recently. Oh, lovely. I'm yeah. a big Mouse Guard fan. Yeah. So that was kind of exciting news when they announced that it was going to be a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few big names are in, in it, too. I think Idris Elba is being looked at for a role. So. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so on, the, um, on that side of the aspect, what, what makes you want to do that kind of work, interviewing people yeah. as well? I, I mean, I just love our industry, and I love it. I love our community more than, I, than you know, the industry's fine. <laughs> I mean... But money's not a big thing, a motivator for me. Uh, I think that um, I just love our community. I love comic book people, and uh, and I feel like right now we're the we're the whole substrate of the pop culture, and yet we uh, and yet we're still kind of forgotten. We're a little bit, you know, we don't. You know, we're, we still struggle for sales. We still struggle f to be recognized. And yet, literally, you can't... I mean, the Hollywood's entire summer uh, hall is based on materials that we create down here in the uh, in the ground, the ground level yeah. of I mean, pop su culture. Superheroes seems to be the new the new hit, hit thing for Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, with Captain Marvel, Shazam. You have Avengers coming out soon. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I just I just think that uh, I like to see these people get their due, and I love these people. You know, I have so much admiration for Mike Mignola. I thought Brian Leo. I you know I love Scott Pilgrim. I love Mouse Guard. I think these are books that can transcend the comic book reader and make it into a larger, can blow out of the culture. As And, 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 and ultimately, Scott Pilgrim did do that. And right. It sounds like Nosgard is about to do that. Yeah. So, so when I see a book that I think has universal appeal, I, I want to do everything in my power to help other people see it. You yeah. know? And like Mike Mignola with the new Hellboy book movie that's coming out Sure, soon. yeah. yeah. Like a, a reboot even. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not even the first. Yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, that Mike interview is really important to me. And you can watch that for free in, at Vimeo. Anyone who wants to go see it, it's an hour long. He discusses his process. He discusses his, uh, his, his, uh, his relationship with color and shapes. And um, he himself has said that it's, it's the most extensive interview about what it means to draw like Mike Mignola that exists. And I think that's important because I, I think he's an incredibly important voice in American comics. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's been around, what, 25, 30 years? Yes, absolutely. And definitive. Yeah. I mean, you can see his influence on so many artists. Yeah. Uh, it's now a genre almost, uh, or a genre of, of, of artistic style, this sort of angular, you know, hard angular lines, minimalism. He's, he, he has a, a comics language that he's created that have been 
that others have picked up. Yeah. Now, aside from what you're working on right now, do you have any future projects being lined up? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't really talk about anything in the future, but there's a lot going on. Okay. I'm just not in a place where I can talk about it yet. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of yourself, what's on your comic book list? I mean, you know what? I'm a big graphic novel person. Okay. I'm a big... Uh, Fantagraphics, Top Shelf, Ad House, that's, that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of what I'm reading. Uh, I'm never really s super up to date. Okay. I'm always a little behind. <laughs> so I just read uh, the first uh, Arab of the Future, which is a French graphic novel by an amazing graphic novelist who was raised um, in, in Syria and in, in, in under Gaddafi as well in, in North Africa. And uh, I thought it was a fantastic memoir, graphic memoir, called The Arab of the Future. Okay, and who's uh, that from? I, the name okay. is <laughs> Riyadh is the first uh, name, and I forget the last oh, name. Oh, independently published? Uh, it is, so it was originally published in French. I'm not sure who put out the American edition. Okay. The Arab of the Future. That's, okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Just search for that, and I'm yes. sure you'll probably find it. Search for that, and, uh, you know, I, I really loved... Um, uh, Sticks Angelica Folk Hero is a graphic novel that I highly recommend. I just like that kind of stuff. I don't read a lot of monthly books anymore. Yeah, it's more more like graphic novel. Type, yeah, yeah, the collected stories type of thing. Yeah, yeah, or just um, or just artists who maybe have a sensibility that maybe doesn't fit so easily into the kind of monthly package. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Now, being that you're a comic book writer, been around for quite some time. Of all the artists out there that you've not worked with, who would you like to work with? Oh my god, well this is a huge question. Okay. There's a million. Okay. There's a million people. I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, I'm, you <laughs> who, know, who's your dream? I mean, Bernie Wrightson has passed okay. away. Yeah. So I can't do that. Yeah. Mobius has passed away. They're yeah. all passed away. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> my they... dreams are gone. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I've been so fortunate. I've worked with so many really great artists. Uh, but uh, I've got, you know, I'm getting closer to working with Camilla DeRico. Her and I have talked oh, God, for years I mean, and years. I've, I've interviewed her twice, and she is such a great talk. She's, yeah, she's yes. lovely. So Camilla and I, I actually, I hope she won't be mad at me, but I feel like I discovered Camilla uh, many, many, many years ago, and she was a young kid looking for work. And um, so her and I have something cooking, and, you know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I actually interviewed her two weeks ago in Emerald City. Nice. Oh, yeah. lovely. <laughs> Yes, yeah, she's a great talk, and her art, an her art style artist. is just, I mean, there's nothing really like it in terms of yes. how her, I can't even think of the right word to use, but you can always tell it's her work because yes. it stands out. Yes, we've been developing this thing together for, uh, Jesus, since 2007, oh, and we're finally getting around to... You know, we got a publisher. We got a, we got the script, so it's gonna be something. I'm excited. Okay, just See can't tell anything. Yeah, just yeah. can't tell anything about just it. Just can't yet. tell you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now, where can people find you on social media? So uh, I'm mostly on Twitter these days. I don't use Facebook too often. Uh, I'm most active on Twitter. Okay, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Joshua Dysart. D Y S A R T. Just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. <laughs> got it. And any last words for our listeners? No, man. No. Thanks for thanks for listening to the interview. That's cool. <laughs> Once again, thank you for your time, Joshua. Man, my pleasure.